Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Hey, hey, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate you taking the time out, you know, sharing your lunchtime with us and uh, getting caught up. And, you know, this, you know, the holidays kind of leave us a little discombobulated sometimes. You know, we, we, we got a lot of stuff going on, trying to squeeze a whole bunch of stuff in and just trying to enjoy the, the you know, family and friends and, and everything else that's going on. And, you know, so schedules get kind of thrown around and then, you know, you have, tech issues that prevent the tech guy from coming on when he's supposed to be on. <laughs> That's what happens this month. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, so, man. we just couldn't go. We, we could, we, no, it wasn't you. It, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it was a tech issue that kept you from, you know, being on or whatever. But anyway. Right. So we just could not let the month go by without having Burton Kelso on. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, the guru of all things tech, Mr. <laughs> Burton Kelso of Integral. How you doing? Oh, my. I'm doing good, my queen. I, it's so good <laughs> to hear you. <laughs> I, I like how you try to – we got tech issues, huh? That, that is true. Yes. So I'm so blessed to hear you hear your voice and it's so, such a blessing to always be a monthly guest on your show so i appreciate all that you say and do you know thank you so much it's always a great time to have you on you know i mean i feel like we've known each other a lot longer than we actually have you know but it's just you know great to have you on and you know us getting to know each other and you kind of understanding my little quirkiness and and you know <laughs> Just letting it roll and kind of laughing with it. I appreciate that. So, oh, no problem. Anyway, anyway, so, and you have been running like a madman. You know, everybody uh, wants you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad you still come back and, and grace the little people with your, your insight and presence. We really appreciate that because, you know, you're on TV everywhere. Yeah. What is that? That is, uh, that is the Garbage? reverse cam. <laughs> yeah, I'm standing at the it curb. Like the garbage truck. I'm sorry. No, no. The tech guy is mobile today, so you heard some car entering my uh, field of observation. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's a the, yes. That's a tech item uh, yes. preventing collision. You know, so that's yes. what you heard. Not the garbage. My truck. husband just you know got uh, his. 20-something-year-old uh, truck replaced with, with a new fangled car and, or SUV, and he has that, too. You know, it, you know in, in, when you get into someone's lane or someone gets into your lane or whatever, and I, I had been driving his, his SUV for a little bit and got back in my car and, and ended, ended up with one of those um, lane invasion type of things, and I'm like, why didn't the car beep? Right? And I'm like, oh, wrong car. So I got the old one now. So, <laughs> Right. So, yeah, that technology stuff is hard to get a hold of, isn't it, as far as, um, mm. you know, those bells and whistles going off in your vehicle. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So no. you were telling me, I'm so anxious to hear this. So you were telling me about is UPS or USPS scam? That you got um, it's actually USPS. 
Um, although I'm sure there's something going on with that other one too. But um, we had a story about a USPS scam. It was actually after I had already been getting some of those um, issues where, and I'm sure other people have gotten where I've got, I got started getting texts saying that um, there's a problem with your delivery or something of that nature. And uh, I'm going to try to look this up now. And, uh, you know, we need information from you and stuff like that. So uh, then there was a news story uh, about that. Let me see. Um, And it says USPS warns of scam involving text requesting information for package delivery. Um, You know, another uh, headline says the USPS text you a link. It's a scam. Don't click it. You know. Right. So. And, you know, I had I saw the story that they had on locally where, you know, people were saying, well, you know, I was wondering if my package was going to be delayed. So, we get, I mean, we get so tied up and wonder, ooh, you know, this, that, and the other that we don't take a breath, you know, or a step and say, let me check this out first. Let me call or, or whatever. And I know some of these places are hard to call. You, if you get a human, you're lucky. But, you know, in my case, it was like, well, I'm not really expecting expecting anything, you know, and I actually am signed up for USPS. They send me an email, you know, in terms of what I can expect to have coming to my P.O. box. So I get that regularly. I know what that looks like. This was a text and just very different. And like I said, I wasn't expecting anything special. So I did not go and click on it. I'm like, uh, it, it, it didn't even look right to me. It almost looked like it was like cut and pasted. Right. Yeah. So. It's, um, yeah. That's a common theme that goes on, especially during the holidays, because we're all expecting packages to come in the mail or UPX or by FedEx. So it's very easy to kind of slide under the radar with those scams because we're, especially during the holidays, we're in reaction mode because we want to make sure that we get our gifts for our loved ones and ourselves on time. But I think one of the things that people need to be aware of when it comes to preventing scams like this is the way that we communicate with people. So when we, and the way that cyber breaches occur. So usually If it's a text message, it's because criminals have found your phone number on the dark web, and then they just send out a spam text to everyone hoping someone bites on the phishing text message. Same thing with email. Uh, If your email is leaked in a large-scale data breach, criminals can easily go on the Internet and buy or exchange this information and use it to trick you out of you know, giving up your, your personal information. Um, but it's it's almost where we really have to be careful what we, we share uh, with the entities that we do business with because it's almost like the good old days of the phone book. My mother was always somebody who had an unlisted number. Now, I don't know if that was paranoia or what the deal was because normally with the phone book, it wasn't really a big deal for people to have your number. You may have the occasional telemarketer, but obviously it's not to the levels that we experience in this day and age. But we just, we almost are to the point where we really have to be secretive of what information we share with people uh, because in doing so, uh, it really helps prevent a lot of the spam messages and phony email uh, well, the spam messages, and it also helps with the phony text messages and the phony phone calls that we get. Because if criminals don't have access to your number, how are they going to call you? They're not able to do so because they don't have your information. So, I mean, that's – but I think the other challenge, too, is how do we exist in a world where we can't give out our information? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, especially if you're a business person. And, you know, a lot of people turn to um, working from home during COVID. So, yeah, they had to, you know, it wasn't like, okay, call the office. And I guess you could call the office if you still had one and it gets forwarded to you, maybe. But for the most part, you know, a lot of people are using their cell phones and their home computers and everything. So, yeah, if, if you needed to work and be accessible, 
then you you kind of had to to give out information. I mean, unfortunately, I, I've had to do it for years because of the fact that I, you know, as a, as a realtor, yes, we have an office. Most of us go to you know for certain things, but most of us don't even go to the office on a regular basis. I mean, the first broker I worked with, I can count the time on one hand and still have fingers left in terms of how many times I had to go to that office. Seriously. And because, and part of it was because my actual broker at the time lived around the corner down the street and we went to the same church and everything else. So like we took care of stuff at his dining room table half the time. You know, because right. the office was just somewhere else that was inconvenient, really. So, but yeah, yeah the the thought process is is that you know technology is disruptive, and it really forces us to be in uncomfortable positions. Because about 15 years ago, people were of the mindset that they weren't going to give out their mobile number because they had an office number that people could call. But now. You know, you can see where we've become more comfortable giving out our mobile number because of the convenience that it offers. But at the same time, now we're going back to where we're having to be a little bit more selective who we uh, share our email and our mobile number with. And I think Mm -hmm. what we have to understand is that cyber criminals look for specific types of emails or types of phone numbers that they're going to go after. For example, if you uh, if you had like a domain name for your company, like you know a Burton Kelso dot com or a G's Power Hour dot com, criminals mm-hmm. will investigate those websites. And if they see that it's just a one person or a two person entity, they're going to avoid spamming those altogether because they understand mm-hmm. that it's only going to one person. But in this day and age, when it comes to these bogus messages, we um, are using more of the free email accounts, such as the Hotmail and the Gmails and the Yahoos, and criminals know that they have more victims that they could potentially trick with those free email accounts as opposed to a domain, so those are always targeted. The other case are cell phone numbers versus, like, what I call cloud or voice over IP numbers. So criminals target cell phone numbers because they they know that they're tied to a specific individual, whereas a cloud-based or voice over IP phone number like WhatsApp or Google Voice, criminals aren't going to try to steal those numbers because they realize that those may not be actually tied to a person. So... I think we really have to rethink how we're giving out our information and try to exist in this digital world where we're not giving out information that potentially could wind up on the web. And in doing so, it will help keep all of us safe. So I think that's the mentality all of us have to get into. You don't want the scams, well, then you've got to quit sharing your phone number and your email with everyone out there. You would have to come up with a bogus email or bogus phone number that you give out to the general public so that if the phone rings on that bogus number or if an email comes in on that bogus email, then we'll know to avoid it and not uh, put ourselves in a position where we're going to fall for a scam. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking earlier about, you know, the unlisted number and how I I might think my mom was like – she was one of those. We, we paid for an unlisted number. She and she got me um, doing it too when I, you know, I got my own phone numbers. Like you know, like she always yeah, believed I, that. I did the same thing. I think all black mm-hmm. folks did that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. This is so true. We didn't true. want the man finding us. We didn't I want know, the man finding like, us. So yeah, we wouldn't. You know, she believed they were listening anyway. It was like, mm-mm, nope, nope. So. Anyway, they just didn't want to be found, take- and I get it. And I think, you know, real quick, I just want to say I think we need to go back to that tradition because it will help prevent a lot of cyber breaches once we yeah. become a little bit more private with our information. Yeah, and, and, you know, and unfortunately it may just be you have to ha- you are going to probably have to pay and get a separate number 
you know, one number for your your business for the public and everything like that, and then you got your number for those that matter. You know, I agree. That's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. So, but do they have enough phone numbers for everybody? That's the that's the question. <laughs> they do. You know. you know, they do. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, before we go to break, though, it's Giving Tuesday. I have not forgotten that. But for those of you that know, since I've been doing the show, we've been doing the Choose a Cause campaign like the week of Thanksgiving before, you know, just a couple of days before Thanksgiving. So if you need to find somewhere to give of your time, talent, and treasure, go and pull up the links from last Monday and Tuesday or even the years that we have been on the show, all you have to do is go and look for the G's Power Hour and choose a cause. That's what I call the campaign, choose a cause. Um, and I'm going to try to make a concerted effort to pull all of those charities and even some additional ones that we haven't gotten to and post them on the G's Power Hour Facebook page so you can just scroll through and, and find something that floats your boat, um, you know, whatever, however, you know, God calls you to, to give. So just remember, and, and Giving Tuesday is just to remind you to give, but it's not like after today you stop giving, okay? Give, you know, what you can, when you can, how you can. Anyway, the number, if you have questions for Burton, by the way, is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have tech questions today, the number is 516-387-1944. Thought I'd slow that down a little bit so y'all could catch that. Um, so, Burton, what else is going on that we have to uh, watch out for around this time of year? Well, there's a, there's a ton of stuff that we have to watch out for. So I've kind of convinced it or condensed it into what I would call the 12 days of tech tips for the holiday season. So obviously we're not going to be on air for 12 days in a row, but I mean, there's some tech items that uh, and tech tips that we need to think about in order to have a joyous holiday season. Cause there's so much going on at this time of the year that it's easy to become susceptible to tech scams, and mm-hmm. we need to become a little bit more organized. And there are things that we need to do to make sure that we are not spending too time or too much time on our tech. So one of the first things that we need to start with is to make sure that we are shopping safe and shopping smart online. Because it's pretty simple for brick-and-mortar stores to stay safe. Uh, it's more or less use the tap to pay if you're using brick and mortar stores to keep your information safe. And obviously if you walk into a store, chances are that you're not going to have your information skimmed from a cyber criminal. But online it's like the wild, wild west. So you really have to take precautions in order to make sure that criminals aren't getting access to your information. So the first thing that things Smart Online is to make sure that you're doing your due diligence with online shopping sites like Amazon. Because I think the myth with Amazon is everyone assumes 
that if you're on Amazon, you're dealing directly with Amazon, and that's far from the far from the case because on Amazon, it's just a collection of merchants that are setting up shop under the umbrella of Amazon. And while Amazon tries to do a good job of keeping away the scammers, they're not able to. So you really have to put it into your hands to ensure that you're dealing with legitimate merchants on Amazon as opposed to the bogus merchants. So make sure that you're just not falling for the cheapest item when you're doing that search on Amazon. Do a little research with the company. Look at the reviews of those companies listed on Amazon to ensure you're dealing with a legitimate dealer versus a bogus dealer. Also, passwords are crucial when it comes to dealing with online retailers. Uh, Make sure that you're using different passwords for all of those online accounts to ensure that if a criminal gets access to a username and password with one account, that they can't just log into all of your online accounts, thereby breaching your account information. And it's also important, too, with online shopping that you either use gift cards or credit cards to do online purchasing because if you are scammed, it's a lot easier to get your information uh, or your money back with credit cards as opposed uh, to using debit cards. But it's with just with all of the site builder tools that are available like Wix and Squarespace and Shopify, it's really easy for criminals to create bogus websites. And with ads coming up on social media for different products, it's really easy for you to fall for a scam because I think most of us think if it's a something being advertised, then it's a legitimate post. And that's not always the case because criminals have access to a lot of the advertising tools that are available on Yahoo and Google and even MSN. I was thinking about what you were telling everybody, um, and I know this is a little bit off, but it's relevant. You know how when we were going to school and complained about having to do homework, you know, and our kids now complain about having to do homework. And unfortunately, I've noticed even some cases where they don't give homework, which is not a good thing. This what, what Burton is talking about in terms of doing your research, that comes from learning how to do homework and doing it well, you know. So for those of you that complained and now, you know, you're you're struggling trying to navigate stuff like, you know, the Internet and, or, or going to the library and try to do research in the book, this comes from learning how to do homework. So if you didn't do it, make sure your kids learn how to do homework. <laughs> All right. I know that's, that's a little off the track, but I think it's imperative because we, we've gotten lazy. We just depend on everybody, you know, telling us stuff through radio and TV or just browsing the Internet, you know, curse on a cursory level and not necessarily digging in to find out what we need to know. And it's really exactly. important, you know. So exactly. I just, because when, yeah. You're, yeah, when you're dealing with online shops, everyone who sets up shop isn't uh, a legitimate source. So I think too much of us are wagoneers, meaning that we jump on the bandwagon because someone mentions a cool app or – a cool site that they purchased stuff. And, Mm -hmm. again, we just need to do our research because I think especially with, uh, like, sites with Amazon, everyone assumes that, well, Amazon's responsible for everything, and and they're not. They're so massive that they can't keep track of what's going on. Same thing with with sites like uh, Facebook. Marketplace, mm-hmm. or some of those, are even next door. A lot of the mm-hmm. people that are advertising their wares there aren't, you know, they're not legitimate sources. So you really have to just do a background check and verify that who you're dealing with is the real deal. Because it's easy to set up a social media profile yes. to sell yes. items, but, you know, you, got people you, you like just me can't doing look it. at the items. You guys, <laughs> and we only say that because you claim that you're not tech savvy, not that no. you're out there looking to scam anybody. But yeah, that's you know that's kind of the thing that we deal with. So it's um, you know, you just really have to just 
do your homework because, I mean, cybercrime is a multi-billion dollar industry, and it's because of negligence that people are getting scammed as opposed to uh, just criminals logging into your devices. So always, mm-hmm. it always boils down to each individual as far as keeping themselves safe online. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was I was agreeing with you, but I, like I said, you know, it's for someone like me. I mean, I recently, and I've been on Nextdoor for a little while now, but didn't think about using it to market anything. And I actually, because of one of my new businesses, actually went on and said, "Hmm, you know, because especially if you are a small business with not much of a budget, you're looking mm-hmm. for ways." to put yourself out there as far as as wide as possible and and being as relevant as possible without having to dish out a lot of cash and stuff like that. But but if you, as a legitimate business, are are doing that, just imagine someone that has time on their hands and and, and, and not the best of intentions and say, oh, let me see how many people I can get to, you know, give a, a bunch of time and money because at the same time when I've looked at, for example, Nextdoor, which I, I think is a really good way of neighbors to connect and let everybody know what's going on, um, I've seen stuff where uh, recently, you know, this person passed away or this person got sick and they're looking for money, you know, for, for people to, you know, they're tugging at heartstrings and they're tugging at the good intentions of neighbors to get money or, or to get goods or services or whatever. How do you verify that? Well, you know, you, I think. Well, I think with next door, the good thing about it is it's so neighborhood centric that even though I mean, I think people can pinpoint where you are, and you have to provide a legitimate address for the app to work. So if you're selling or interacting with people, at least you know that you're dealing with legitimate people. Whereas with um, Facebook you've got people who can set up accounts anonymous and it all it requires is some age information and of course a legitimate email address from like Google or Yahoo or AOL. So I mean that's the difference between say store merchant versus a Facebook merchant. You're probably going to get the real deal on next door as opposed to you you would on Facebook Marketplace or some of the other online stores. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me so, not interrupt. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, I was going to say the next tip would be when you get a new computer, set it up to succeed. And so one of the things that I've noticed that people fail when it comes to computers are two things. Number one, Microsoft Office does not come free with your computer anymore. That stopped about 20 years ago. So either keep on to your old CDs, which if you get a new computer – whether it be Windows or Mac, or you want to install Office with Word and Excel, use your old CDs to set that up. But then the other thing that gets a lot of people are those unnecessary third-party antivirus programs like McAfee and Norton and other products out there that are supposed to keep your computer free from viruses. But, again, the only thing that's going to help keep your computer and other devices safe from criminals is you and not clicking on stuff. So you can avoid that trial of McAfee or Norton that comes up on your new computer. Just uninstall it and let built-in antivirus software like X-Protect for Macintosh or Windows Defender for Windows computers to take over as your security software. You know, And then as far as tech is concerned, don't think that you have to buy new computers every year. Um, and don't think that you have to only buy new computers. Refurbished computers are good to purchase as well. So just, again, do your research. Make sure that you you are finding tech that is within your budget. And when you get either refurbished or new technology, don't overload it with programs. Just use what you basically need and then just go from there. Okay. So... We are at that point where let's go ahead and take a break, and then I think I'm going to just let you have the rest of the half hour with no breaks. Does that work for you? Works for me. All righty. All right. We are taking a break here, 
And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral, and the number is 516-387-1944. And so we are taking the rest of the half hour with no commercial breaks to let Burton uh, give us some tips, uh, the 12 days of tech tips here. or I don't know how you worded it. But anyway, if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. So, Please continue, Burton. Yeah, so what? So tip number three would be what happened to that old computer that you need to replace with the new computer um, that you got for the holidays? So the best thing that or the most important thing you need to do when you're getting a new computer and get rid of the old computer is to make sure that you've deleted all of that information off of the old computer meaning that either take out the hard drive of your old computer or uh, just reset that computer back to factory default to wipe all of your data off of the computer. So that way you can take it to your favorite recycling center or do what I like to do, which is to set it on the curb and let people think that they're scoring with a new type of computer. Some people will pick them up for scrap. Other people will want the old computer and then they can do whatever they wish with it. But whatever you do, don't just take it from the word of whatever recycling company that you're dumping your computer off at. Like companies like Best Buy or even Goodwill, they won't even make the effort to wipe your data off. So you could be giving your personal information to not necessarily a criminal, but a stranger. Um when you just dump it on the curb or throw it away. So always remember to wipe that device, even your smartphones and tablets. Reset it back to factory defaults, and it'll clean it up so that if someone gets their hands on it, they don't get your personal information. Just think about all the stuff that we do with our devices on, on online and offline. So wipe it. I'll just throw it out there. Oh. Okay. So let me ask a question about that. Okay. So I, I got – Maybe I'm just putting too much stuff on my computer. I mean, I know you keep talking about the cloud and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it, come on, you, you know me. Okay. Oh my yeah, God. go ahead, laugh. Enjoy yourself. No, um, the way but, you said the cloud. <laughs> I love that. That was so funny. That made my day. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. I wish I could have recorded that. So every time I say the cloud, I'll just insert your voice saying the cloud <laughs> makes it sound all mysterious and all knowing. Keep the link, Burton. Uh, you'll have to talk to Princess about any type of um, royalties or whatever. Um, right, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, am I? Is it that I'm storing way too much stuff on my computer, on my laptop, whatever? Should I be really just storing everything? On, I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> the cloud. The cloud. No, the you, cloud. You don't have um, to. That's if I. Well, you normally don't pay attention to it, but the, your hard drives are becoming so large in size. Like for example, a four terabyte hard drive was a size that back in like 70s and 80s was like an amount that we never thought we would reach as far as storage. But now drives are being developed capacity because people do hold 
that amount of information on their devices. So that's the whole purpose is, yes, put as much as you can hold on your computer. Just make sure that if you're not using the cloud, you have an external hard drive to back up your information. So in this digital world, you have the option to save your stuff to the cloud, but you can also do the old-school tactics of backing up to an external hard drive on a regular basis. It's just you want to make sure that it's automatic. So pick your do, poison. Do you, do you have a recommendation when it comes to an external hard drive? No, because they all pretty much come from the same factories overseas. So oh, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, the big names now are Seagate and Western Digital. So it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. where you get it from. Okay. All right. So get it. Yeah, just get get one and don't even think about it. Just make sure that you're backing your stuff up on a regular basis. Because just last week, I was at a customer's house. She was all near tears because she hadn't backed her stuff up and was like, oh, Burden, I hope you can get my information back. And it was by the grace of God that I was able to do so. So, yeah, mm-hmm. back it up always. So. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering because, I, like I said, I'm I'm curious because, you know, I, when you're talking about wiping your computer and I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff on there. And then, you know, and I, I kind of want to – I don't necessarily want to keep everything, but I want to make sure that I'm, you know, don't regret wiping and having lost something. That's, right. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can keep as much as you want to. Just make sure you're backing it up on a regular basis. That's the number one rule. Jesus saves, and so do smart people when it comes to the information on their computers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love that, love that. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Be like Christ. Back it up. Okay. So yeah. He, yes. Yeah. I'm going to look for that in the Bible. Uh, be like Christ uh, and yeah. back it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So anyway, our next tip is traveling with technology. You know, there's um, certain rules that you need to worry about when you travel with technology. So one of the first things that you need to do is to make sure that you keep and purchase only original power adapters for your devices. It's tempting. You're on the road. You lost the cable. So you go to the local truck stop or airport kiosk and purchase a power cord for your device. But it's almost like playing Russian roulette because you never know who has manufactured that power cord, and you really don't know if it's one that's developed to really work with your device or if it's just somebody who cobbled your cable together and it actually ruins your device. So you should always mm. use original cables and make sure that you're keeping track of your your current cables. So um yeah, that's that's a travel must because I mean, I'm guilty of this. You know, you misplace a cord or you left it at home and you get some third-party cord and you really want to get away from that practice cuz not all power chargers are created equal. Mhm. Exactly. So another travel tip is to make sure that you are using medium brightness on your tech devices when you travel because you don't know when the next charging station is coming up and you don't want to run your devices down to the ground as far as power. So make sure that you are through and turning down that brightness because if anything – will drain a tech device, it is the power it is the power settings on or the brightness settings on your device. That'll kill okay. any device in a heartbeat. So I you know, and I do. I mean I'm like almost where it's like Anytime I go somewhere that they need to scan something, it's like, can you turn up your brightness? Because I I've always got it down trying to say it's juice because my juice I, I use I guess I use my phone a lot. My juice goes really quickly. So, um the thing is though, I noticed there's some 
I don't know if it's some apps or there's something going on with my phone. It just seems like I'm like this just seems unusually bright or why is this so bright? And I, I go and look at my phone and the brightness is turned down on my phone in general. But do certain apps require or, or you know, recalibrate to use a certain amount of brightness? No, it's usually your phone because your phone will adapt in what type of environment that you're in. So if you're in a dark environment, normally it'll adjust the brightness so that you can see it better. But um, overall, it, your phone is starting to not last as long you, because you are you're just, your battery is getting older. And batteries that they put in smartphones, would you say because no. <laughs> it's not oh my the reason I say that is because it's not like the old batteries it, part of it is that you know if you like have to replace a battery you basically have to replace your phone you can't just pull out a battery and put it back in no you can't your old uh, Samsung phones you can but yeah the newer phones yeah you have to take it in somewhere and have them uh, replace the battery in it but you might want to check with uh, Samsung for your because you're an Android user, so you might want to see mm-hmm. if they have like a flat rate to replace your battery. Because I know Apple, if you've got an older iPhone, you take it into the mm-hmm. Apple Store. I think they'll replace it for like a hundred bucks, which yeah. obviously is a bargain compared mm-hmm. to um, going out and getting a new phone. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because a new phone nowadays. Man, oh, yeah. that's gonna don't. cost you at least fifteen hundred dollars. Mm, gosh, don't say that, Lord have mercy. Uh, but I mean, that's if you a, get a high-end phone. So yeah, I'll be on the corner with a tin cup, man. No, I, I, <laughs> hey, preach, just preach. It's uh, yeah, yeah, because we usually buy our phones. You know, my husband and I. You know, so we don't do the monthly cost and all that type of stuff. Oh yeah, we. we we buy them because it's. I mean, to me, in the long run, it's cheaper to just go ahead and buy the phone outright, you know, and just just make sure you right. have all the protections on it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Last time I checked, I was like, "Oh, please, phone, don't ever break ever." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get that. that. You, yeah, you were. You, you, yeah, you're talking over a thousand dollars, and I I know the last time we bought our phones, it wasn't that. Right. Right. So one more thing to remember with the phone, and you deal with this pretty much on a year-round basis, but these are for people who travel. You want to ensure that your phone is in decent temperature. You don't want to expose it to extreme temperatures. Mm -hmm. That's hot or cold. If it's like Mm -hmm. in a hot environment, you need to let your phone cool down before you start using it because you can ruin it. And same thing if you're traveling to an extreme cold destination. You want to let your smartphone get back down to room temperature before you start trying to utilize your smartphone. And that's with any technology device, too. You don't want your laptop in extreme temperature, your your tablet in extreme temperature. And, you know, that kind of includes leaving it out in the cold or hot car uh, you just you don't you want to get out of that practice because it'll definitely ruin your device. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I mean, fortunately, like, like this isn't actually a cool day today. Is you know, but still, it, it just it does not take much for that phone to kind of get overheated and stuff like that. And then on top of that, too. Uh, if you're on the phone a long time, you're outside. You know, you can get a little, you know, your phone can get a little uh, um, sticky. <laughs> you know, holding up your face and you're sweating and everything like that. It's just, it's not good. Not no, good. not good at all. That sun is a. That, I shouldn't say the sun. Just extreme mm-hmm. weather is just a killer on Heat. smart devices that people don't realize yeah. that. Heat and cold. I've seen, yeah. I've seen cold devices be wiped or cold smart devices be wiped out because people didn't. Do what they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to love the next tip. This is so funny. So with technology, you get what you pay for. So during the holidays, mm-hmm. people are always looking for the greatest deals 
on tech items. And on purpose, the manufacturers will make cheap tech devices in order mm-hmm. to get you to purchase it rather than you focusing on what your needs are. I know, true story, I know a guy years ago, he was bragging about a computer he got on sale. And it turned out the computer he purchased on sale was slower than the computer he had currently sitting on his desk. Mm-hmm. So I believe it. You you really um, need to just slow your roll when it comes to purchasing items um, just based on price. You really mm-hmm. do your research to find out if what you currently have can be upgraded opposed to you Homework. just going out and buying new equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you, you do you need to um you need to do the research. I mean, you know it's coming up. I mean, you the stacks of TVs are there before pre-Black Friday, okay? They 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 were there. They've been there for 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 a while. You know whether or not you actually and this is the thing. Just because it's on sale doesn't mean you know mean that you need to go out and get it, you know. Right. That's the thing. You read to you really need to sit down and assess. Do I really need another television in my house? Is my television going out? Are there any signs or indications that I really need to upgrade? You know, what is it about the new TV? And oh, Burton, please talk about this. Brightness is different in the stores, right, than it is when you get that TV home? Uh, yeah, I know they adjusted to make it stand out a little bit more. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, it's better to go into a store to look at it as opposed to uh, just buying it blind online because at least you'll still have an idea of how that device is going to work in person as opposed to, you mm-hmm. know, just wishing that it is going to show up the way you hope it does. Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree 100%. I do not like just buying stuff online. You know, I, I like to – someone needs to answer my questions, a, a real person, you know, not, not the chat. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So next is – as far as tech tips, you want to make sure that you are careful buying technology for your kids. Because mm-hmm. I think, and it, for me, it's sad. I mean, especially when you have a toddler who's sitting there with either a smartphone or a tablet, and mm-hmm. rather than giving the kid a book. Now, mm-hmm. now to say with technology, sometimes you need to make make a good judgment as far as what you're allowing your kids to utilize on their smart devices rather than just letting them languish in front of a screen forever. Um, but it, in my opinion, it's better to let kids hold off on those tech devices because parents are so quick to just give their kids tech, you know, and it, with that, you have to be responsible. So you need to make sure that – and most parents will say, well, I can just control it with parental controls. But that's fighting an uphill battle because kids are forever trying to remove parental control off devices. And the companies that make the tech don't want you to use parental controls anyway. So it's almost no. like a catch-22 that you can't win. But at the very least – Make sure that you're setting healthy boundaries with your kids. Um, make sure that you're taking a look at what your kids are doing on their devices to make sure that they're talking to and looking at appropriate content online. Because it's the wild, wild west with technology, you know? So yeah. parents have to step up to the plate and make sure um track of their kids. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is a shame. You see these kids walking around with the, the phone almost looks bigger than some of them. Anyway, that that's the thing that freaks me out is like you know you, the, the kid is struggling to even just hold the phone, and then but they're just so engaged with the phone 
you know, and then right, you know, and then I, you know, and I, I should, I've tried, I shouldn't judge, but you know, then you you just got parents that or or someone that's just giving the the child the phone just to appease them, just to calm them down, just to not get them to. Don't, you know, don't open your mouth and, and, and say anything, child, because we don't want to hear it. You know, just just take the phone and, and go do what you need to do. And, and sometimes the child needs to be heard. You know, sometimes. Right. You know, so just my thing. That is true. Anyway, that yeah. is true. I agree a hundred percent. So next, as far as tech tips, when it comes to the holidays, you want to. Um, make sure that you are staying organized with technology. So just keep in mind, don't get in a frazzle. Use your technology to stay organized this holiday season. So we all have access to Yahoo Calendar, Google Calendar, even your smart devices like your smartphone and your Amazon devices. You can set reminders and have it do tasks and have reminders. So take advantage of all of that. That way your calendar stays organized. Because I know a lot of people, um, I think Franklin calendars are starting to make a comeback. But in my opinion, there's really nothing better than having your technology devices do your um, do your scheduling for you because you can be alerted on all of your devices as the chores and tasks that you have to do. So take advantage of it. I mean, that's what it's there for. I don't know. It's like. You just said something. It was like you can be alerted, alerted on all your devices. I'm like, no, make it stop. This just <laughs> one, one's enough. Right? Yeah, most people will just do their smoke their smartphone. But yeah, I mean, I kind of like it where an alert will pop up on a laptop or something else. So um, yeah, I'm I'm good with it. And you know, if you use those devices, yeah, take full advantage of them. You know? Yeah. So. So, so, yeah, the n- next thing that you should do is to track your finances this time of the year. Oh, my goodness. Yep. You want to do that because um, you um, don't know if someone's going to get access to your credit card. So you don't necessarily – I mean, budgeting is good, but you want to keep track of your finances to ensure that all the charges – that you see on your credit card or debit card statement are legitimate ones. So yeah, just you, you uh, just don't go in your banking or credit card app to see if you've got more money to spend. Make sure that you're reviewing transactions every now and then to make sure something didn't slip through the cracks. So I think that one's pretty important. Most people just log in. So next, as far as tips, make sure you're staying away from Timu and Shein. Those are legitimate companies, but their business practices are questionable because they're kind of operating at a loss by offering cheap Chinese products. But at the same time, these companies are geared to make sure that you are your information from your smart devices. And just to, just avoid them. I mean, yeah, it, it's um, you know it, it's tempting because the items are cheap, but um, you know it's it's not worth it giving up your information. Well, not just cheap. cheap. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes the uh, promotions are just very attractive. They're very eye catching and appealing and stuff like that. And you get convinced that this is something I want or need. And like, no, you really, really don't. No, just. Right. I agree. Um, Another one is when you're purchasing technology, um, you got to think long term. So don't let those holiday deals get to you, like you had mentioned. Uh, You don't necessarily need the latest smart TV just because it's on sale. Same thing with laptops, phones, or tablets. You know, I mean, for example, right now would be a good time to buy like an iPhone because the new ones just came out. But if it comes to TVs, that newer technology, same thing with laptops, isn't going to come out to the spring. So can you wait a few mm. months to make sure that you, you're getting the latest and greatest rather than buying it now? Um, you know, that, that you should take that in consideration, too, when you're buying 
technology during the holidays. So, okay. And then finally, this is the most important one. I think it's very important that you uh, put down those devices, especially at family gatherings. It's good to take a photo and get things um, preserved, but uh-huh. you need to set it down. Just don't be on the phone all the time and encourage your kids to do the same. I know they're missing their schoolmates, and I think many kids kind of use playing games. Online games is an excuse for them to be on their tech devices. But, yeah, just get in the habit during the holiday season to start that process of unplugging from your technology. Because in today's world, I mean, it's not going anywhere. Like I know some people freak out about TV shows and they they binge watch. And especially if it's a – TV show that's affiliated with a specific streaming service, that's not going anywhere. There's a show that isn't part of the streaming service that is on. It'll either show up next year or it'll just show up on another streaming service. So let's not be so tied into our technology and make sure that, you know, we're connecting with – connecting with real-life people and getting away from the addictive technology. Right. Or if you're going to use the technology, this is the time to get with family and friends and all those pictures that you took, you know, sort through them, find out if you really need them, get rid of the ones you don't need, the ones that you need. Do you know all those people on those pictures? This is a good time to put captions or labeling on them, you know, put the dates, you know, what the occasion was or whatever, because a lot of times – you're just mm-hmm. snapping pictures, and, you know, then you go back to them like, what was this? When was this? You know, why did I take this picture? You know, this is a good time to get with family and friends and loved ones and just say, hey, you know, let's go through our pictures and, and do that. You know, those videos that you have, this is a good time to edit and make those nice home movies, you know, and you get everybody's input um, on those. So if you're going to do it, make it more family and, you know, friends-oriented. Uh, make it mean right. something, you know. So I and, agree. and also too, yeah. and the reason I say this too is because you know, a lot of people that you have around you, you know, that you're sharing time with this year, whether you, whether or not you like it, they may not be around next year. Seriously, that is you just that don't is the know. truth. Amen. You yeah. don't know, and so so yeah, yeah, it's important. And so, like whatever you do with those pictures and stuff this year, maybe next year. You may have to sit down and watch and remember next year that that you you know are are with this year because they may not be there next year. You know, I know that's hard, that's a hard true. truth, but we we know how these things go. Should know by now, anyway. right? Exactly. Yeah, or get, I agree. Get with your and if you if you're going to do something, get with your kids and get them to learn how to document family history. You know. Record stories mm-hmm. from the great grandparents and grandparents and, and uncles and aunts and all that type of stuff. You know, let's let's document some family. So right, just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did we miss Good. anything? That was we we no we got it all. I think we got hey. it all. Good. Good. Hey, good, good, good. Not bad. So, now. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. You know, God willing, you'll be back with us um, in a few weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, I will be. With, yeah, listen with, to you. I, no te- I don't think I'll be anywhere. With, with no tech difficulties, amen. So, no tech difficulties for, at all. Yeah, no problem, really it. It's my pleasure. Really all appreciate right, you, and, too. Thanks for letting me come on all these years. Oh, thanks for be, being willing to do it. You know, for somebody that you had no who is this person? It's called, I have no clue who they are. And <laughs> six, seven years later, yeah, we're still doing this thing. So it's, that's wonderful. That's right. I appreciate that. Yes, yeah. it is. All right. Well, take care of yourself. And uh, God willing, we'll talk before Christmas. And uh, we'll just, you know, get get everybody, you know, together in terms of getting stuff wrapped up for this year and getting prepared for next year. So, okay? Sounds good. Sounds right. good. Take care. You and your family, take mm-hmm. care. And thank you all for listening. God willing, talk to you tomorrow. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God.
Take care. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. See?